Hey, Joe. Mike, I do not have a lot of time today with all your silly banter. We have a lot to get to in this mini episode. <laughs> episode 11.5. I'm Mike. That's Joe. We've been friends for over a decade. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. And each week we call one another and catch up. Sometimes more than once. You were telling me something about the weather in San Francisco right now? Oh, I had to close the windows because they were open all day because it was so hot here. But I come from Phoenix where hot is not 75 degrees like it is here. So it's really not that bad. But for here, this is pretty warm. Yeah. Well, look, people from San Francisco like to freak out about anything. Sure. They should, they should name the weather after Harvey Milk. <laughs> already with the Harvey Milk. Well, we'll come back to that. We'll come back okay. to that. Um, okay. okay. So remember, the point of the mini episode is to recap on stories that we talked about, fill in gaps that we may have forgotten during the normal episode. So one of the stories after I listened to the episode that I wanted to bring up, and um, we could probably insert an outtake here from it. Joey, you are the worst person at lying. The way that Joe told one of the stories about his friend, Rudy, in air quotations. Wait, let me stop you here. Rudy is somebody that Mike and I both know, but we've never talked about on the show. And Mike didn't know this story about Rudy. And I don't think Rudy wanted Mike to know. So I was not only trying to keep it from you guys, I was trying to keep it from Mike. So let's. can we play the, the outtake here? Okay, let's play the outtake here. And we'll be beeping out the all of Joe's mistakes. Okay. And he's like, um, like really uncomfortable. He said the guy's like staring at him in the eyes. So he's like, oh. And then like, so he... Oof. Funny. This is exactly what Dan was talking about. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> okay. So Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got totally cruel. So he got totally cruel. <laughs> You're the worst liar ever. <laughs> So, Rudy, what happened to Rudy? Okay, look. Okay, so now you've heard that outtake, all right? <laughs> I think I did some pretty good editing taking it out. No, you did really good editing. What's funny, though, is when we talked to Dan in Phoenix for the Catching Up with Catching Up contest, and you asked him what he would like to see us add to the show, he said outtakes. And you were like, Dan, you need well, to he understand. Bloopers. He meant bloopers. Bloopers, and you're da you're like Dan. One thing you need to understand about Mike and I is that we're really professional, and we never make mistakes. I was clearly being ironic. And then we go to record this episode where we start cracking up so much we can't breathe. I know it's crazy. All right, let's go to voicemails. Hey boys, it's Kyle and Hoy. I, I just called in finally, and you got a voicemail. Called in to that clarify. Did Joe just say? Shaka bra at in his Orange County straight boy Tyler voice on the 
ten and a half show, because that's something that's it. That the local guy said over here, um, brah, sh- sh- that I don't know if they say sh- um, shaka, but uh, hang loose, garens, brah, cherry, that kind of stuff. And uh, I was wondering, how did the shaka get translated over to Orange County? Is it the surfer bros that that travel to Hawaii or vice versa? Anyway, I just thought I'd call in. Thanks for the wonderful podcast, and I look forward to the next full or half show. Have a wonderful weekend, you guys. Bye. That was our first voicemail. It's Kyle in Hawaii. Thank you for for calling us, Kyle. I'm going to tell you something. I've listened to that voicemail maybe 25 times. He sounds so hot. He really does sound hot. I am in love with his voice. I'm like, oh, my God. I want to marry his voice. I don't know. I actually don't want to know what he looks like. <laughs> he sounds really hot. Um, I give you that. Have you ever met him? I know you've met a lot of these people. No, he's in Hawaii, so he's never – He he's. I've never been in the same place that he's. he is. I'm telling you, I hope – I can't wait till he wins catching up with catching up. <laughs> You're going to rig it next time. I'm not. I swear to God, it's very, very fair. Can we play the second voicemail? Yes. Hey, guys. It's Princess Hannah. I was just calling to say kudos on reaching 10.5. Let's be technical here. Episodes. Um, love the show. Everything's going well. And take care. Love you. Bye. So that was Princess Hannah. Do you know Princess Hannah? I've never met her. We've talked, we've text messaged a few times and emailed a couple times. She's really nice. She sounds really nice. I like her. Yeah. I like it when people leave me nice voicemails. Thank you. Thank you for calling Princess Hana. And then our last voicemail we got just a minute ago, and it's from the fat one. So here it goes. Hello there, lovies. I just thought I would call. Since you're going to be coming to Lost Wages in September and say it'll be lovely, just lovely to see you then. And when by the time September gets here, uh, I will have forgotten your names, but we can just catch up then. Thank you for calling. Uh, how do you hang this up? Uh, anyway, but, but okay. What? What? Thank you for calling, Big Fatty. He's... Have you ever met Big Fatty? No, but we will in Vegas this year. That's what he was talking about. And we, he's like a podcasting legend, so I'm super excited to, to get to meet him. And I'm glad he called. That was very nice of him to call our voicemail number, which is area code 510-239-7798. If you give us a call and leave a message, you might hear it on a future episode of Catching Up with Mike and Joe. Okay. So... What else do we have to do? We did voicemails. Oh, we, we got to talk about our conversation with Dan, which was so fun. Uh, Dan in Phoenix won the catching up with catching up contest last week and we gave him a call. He lives in Phoenix. Like I said, he has an awesome partner and he told us all about his life and what he does in Phoenix. And what did you think of the conversation, Joe? You know, I actually really, really liked it. I'll be honest with you. I, because I didn't know anything about him. You know, where last time with Rick, when we spoke to Rick, Rick and I have a mutual friend. So I knew I could talk to Rick about that. But this was the first one where there was absolutely no connection for me. 
Um, and so I was worried, but actually what I thought was going to be a 10 minute phone call turned into like a 45 minute hour long phone call. Yeah. Well, half of it was your Skype issues, but you're right. (laughs) You're right. It was a good conversation. And you know what? And Dan actually put you in your place a couple times. There was a time in the conversation where you said, um, you were, anytime we talk to anybody, he's done it on this show too. Joey tells this story about how I was in LA for work and I actually worked instead of dropped everything to drive across town to see him. And he was upset about this. He tells his story all the time. And then Dan said, well, Joe, we were supposed to have this telephone call at two o'clock and you asked us to move it to four o'clock. And at two o'clock, you posted pictures on Facebook at some taco shack. <laughs> that was awesome. That was really good. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, going to an amazing taco place, Ricky's Fish Taco in Chinatown, is very important. Right. So we had a good talk with Dan. That was really good. And all Dan did was leave a an iTunes review. And then randomly, we pick an iTunes reviewer each week. And then... We arrange a telephone call. We don't record the call. We just uh, catch up with that person. So so we're waiting for Jeremy W. to contact us and work out a date so that we could call and talk to him. And then on the next mini episode, we will be picking another person. So you still have time to write an iTunes review so that we could call you and catch up. Are you ready for shout outs, Mike? Yeah, I have a few. That Peter G. sent us a tweet, and he said something about us spreading like mold or kudzu. I don't know what kudzu is, so I just like said LOL back, I think. Drum Major Kev tweeted at us, and so did Tim from Terminally Single. And then, um, I love this guy. Uh, Pod is my co-pilot, Taylor the Latte Boy, said that the Mark question mark story that I told about the the trick in my bed that didn't know my name, he said that that story came at a perfect time on a shitty day, and he, he thanked us for that. You know what? Let me tell you something. You did not mention that terminally single Tim said how much he loves me, but you gave all this time to um, Taylor the Latte Boy talking about your story. Well, why don't you talk about how much terminally single Tim said he loved yeah. you? Tim, terminally tingle, wait, terminally single Tim loves me. Thank you. Cool. Are you ready for shout-outs? Yeah. Okay. I think I might be going back a little too far, but I'd rather say somebody twice than uh, skip anybody. So um, we have some reviews left by Moose in, I imagine, North Carolina, but it says Moose in NC. Uh-huh. My future husband, Kyle, in Hawaii. Oh, he did send us a review. Thank you, he Kyle. He left us a review. Yeah. Somebody named Opie Poe. He left us a review. Cool. Thank you. Thank you, Opie. Blind Guy J. Left us a review. Thank you, Jay. Thank you. Mike Lawson. <laughs> what did my review say, though? Do you see it? I saw it. I don't remember what some stupid, dumb Mike Lawson joke. <laughs> well, you guys should go to iTunes and see what I wrote. And then while you're there, you might as well leave us a review. Joe G. Some guy named Joe G. Left us a review. Thank you, Joe G. Haunt Cub. Somebody oh. named Oh, you know Haunt Cub. Yeah. Oh, well Haunt Cub left us a very nice review. Thank you. And then pr- probably my favorite review of the week was a review left by someone named Gravitas. <laughs> yes, I've met Gravitas. 
let me tell you something. Every review, there have been two reviews that haven't been five stars. One was a four star. And it was a good review. It was a good review. I don't have a problem with a four star. The other one, though, Gravitas left us a two star review. <laughs> I love him. I really don't understand why. I don't know. I don't get it, but I understand what he said, but. Let me tell you something. You know what? We don't usually read the reviews, but I'm going to read this one. <laughs> okay. Then uh, I'm going to be. Re- this is a performance piece here. What a waste of talent and my time. Two stars by Gravitas. Mike Lawson's other podcast, What Some Would Call Lies, brought me here. Mike, I'm fine with. <laughs> going but joe comes off annoying such as when he's cutting off mike with his banal banter thank you i don't banal banter but cutting me off i don't know if it's intentional or done for comedic effect but joe hates spike lee (laughs) harvey milk and his cousin jose who sounds more interesting than joe joe is like that bigoted uncle that says racist things and feels so privileged that everything should cater to him. I really tried listening to some episodes, but I felt like my brain cells died listening <laughs> to Joe's dribble. Sa- love gravitas. Love <laughs> gravitas. Now let me tell you something. He has a right to his opinion. Sure. So I don't, I'm not, I mean, sure, whatever. The only thing, I have two two factual things to point out. One, my cousin's name is not Jose. Right. Jose is my ward. Yeah. The kid that I mentor. And my cousin's name is Richard. Okay. Yeah. But, and, but and you don't, who cares? you don't hate your cousin or Jose, but. Oh yeah. Go, I don't hate on. my cousin or Jose. Yeah. Um, whatever. Um, but the Harvey Milk thing. I don't have a problem with Harvey Milk. I think Harvey Milk is um, a great gay American, which actually relates to that post I had on Facebook today, which we'll talk about in the show. But I think Harvey Milk's a great gay American. I think he's um, definitely worthy of being um, an icon in gay culture. I feel gay people should worship, not worship him, but uh, praise him, give him the proper respect that is due. My whole thing was always that the people, the activists in San Francisco, Mike, it, for early on in the show, Mike told several news stories in a row where people in San Francisco were trying to name different things after Harvey Milk. And so I just got, I was po- poking fun at the point that they, they, they have nothing else to bitch about but to name things after Harvey Milk. And this is a good thing and a bad thing that we're, we're going to go through this weird thing in the gay movement where once the ban on gay marriage is overturned, and it looks like it's we're getting really close to that being the case, that these large organizations that have been set up to get us our rights are now going to have nothing to do. Right. This huge infrastructure set on fighting for marriage equality will have nothing to do. And we're starting to see the early signs that now it's going to start being like making sure that Harvey Milk's name is on an airport, which my whole thing too is, look, 
And maybe this is a discussion for another episode where it comes up, but there are other great gay Americans. You know, there's that soldier who has the famous um, t- uh, quote on his gravestone, which says, you know, um, I, got a me- I got a medal for killing two men and a discharge for loving one. I think it's what it is. And his story is amazing. You know, you have, you know, one of the ones I always talk about, and we never talk about our transgender or drag queen friends, but you know, with the Stonewall riots, we always forget the person who threw the first punch, the person who started the Stonewall riots was a drag queen. And there are, so there are great, you know, there's Randy Schultz, you know, with the boy who wrote and the band played on. There's the guy that wrote the play and the movie, the boys in the band. I mean, there are all these great gay Americans in history. It doesn't start and end with Harvey Milk. And that was sort of my point. So you think that there's tons of great gay Americans, but why do you hate Harvey Milk? You know what? I'll tell you why. I'm lactose intolerant. So anytime I talk about Harvey Milk, I get super upset stomach and pooey and farty. And it's gross. <laughs> so th- those are our iTunes reviews. We have a couple more outtakes. I almost said bloopers, but... All right, so let's go right into the outtakes. Mike, it was nice catching up with you. All right, bye, Joe. Bye, Mike. What are the big songs that you hear when you're there? What are, what are the big songs you hear? Um, You hear just a lot of stuff that's on the radio. Dep- it depends. There's, there, there's a gay couple that go, and they always sing show tunes, and they pick a musical, and they do, like, the entire musical while they're there. What? Like, they, the last week they did Sound of Music. So it was like they did the two uh. of them just chose Sound of Music songs. But it's, like, every five songs because there's a rotation. It's not like they are singing every song. Mm-hmm. But it's annoying. That's um, horrible. Yeah. I don't, I don't think show tunes belong in karaoke. Says the guy who does Look at Me, I'm Sandra D. To be honest with you, look, very few songs belong in karaoke. I'll be <laughs> on, unless the mood is right or you're like in a private room with friends, you really shouldn't do slow songs right. or like ballads right. or like really long. Like don't do music of the night, which is like seven minutes, 20 right. seconds or something. It, and show tunes might have a place in some of those karaoke bars that do like live with a pianist or, you know, something a little more suited for that. But. I don't know, in a dark bar, it's just weird. Well, if the karaoke bar had a show tunes night, that sure. might be good, because then people know I'm coming for show. Why are we talking about like how a karaoke bar should run? Yeah, you're right. Let's go back to talking about important stuff like internet porn. I'm going to tell you something. There's some great internet porn out there. Thank you. So wait, real quick. Our uh, website, we tag all of our episodes with everything we talk about. Mm-hmm. The term Sean Cody porn has brought in so many google searches more than any other term so mike i am telling you sean cody sean cody is quality porn i know i'm familiar with sean cody porn i want to know where they find these guys it is so bizarre like they're the hottest straightest acting guys who then do the most vile gay things do you think they just pay them really well well, yeah, I think the the site's so huge they can just pay really well. Yeah, that's what I think it is. If one Siamese twin says yes, is it still rape if they share a vagina? Well, imagine if like the other one, like how do the Siamese twins have sex? Because like, is it like the other one's being railed? The other one's like, oh God, when's this gonna be over? Right. You know, like sitting there just like bored. You know, she reading a book. Yeah. 
watching you know, the Today Show. Could you fuck a Siamese twin? Like, imagine if there were these hot, they were both hot, hot, hot in the face, Siamese twins. Could you have sex with one? Well, for starters. Or two? <laughs> for starters, I don't know. I don't know. I think it would be hard to... Oh my god, why are we walking down this road? And what if they share an ass? Are you essentially the other guy is getting fucked in the ass and he has to deal with that? Right. Ugh, the worst. And what if like he's giving you a hand job and his hand gets tired? Does he like, hey Danny, I need you to help me over here? And then Danny has to use his hand to uh Give you a hand job? And is it like polygamy to date them? No. Why not? Because you're not marrying them. Polygamy is only if you marry them. Well, if a woman marries a set of male Siamese twins, is that polygamy? I don't know. I don't. This is getting too confusing. Okay. So wait. Um, this story that I wanted to tell you about is not about L.A. or about San Francisco, but it's about test. Um standardized tests kind of there's a, a new company called edX and they're a non-profit company based um i think they're it's, it was built by harvard students and it's basically a computer program that will grade an essay and you will get an immediate grade from writing an essay and I was curious what you thought about that. Some people are really upset about it because they feel like humans will – a human grader can do better than a computer. But according to this article, it's the computer system's pretty dead on when compared to other uh, grades done by humans. Well, I think if you're grading – hmm. I think if you're grading – a standardized test type essay, you, I, I'm thinking you might be able to do it, but then it's only going to make it easier for test prep companies just to teach to that algorithm. Right. Well, but I mean, standardized tests are bullshit anyway, and it's teaching to a test anyway, right? Yeah, and the essay is pretty coachable, but I'm still trying to think of how because, you know, one of the things where the test prep really helps, this is so boring for the audience, is when there's a shade. Like, what do you do when there's a shade of gray? Like, it could be one score or just one score higher. Mm -hmm. Like, how is the computer going to, like, I think you do, I, th I still think you need a human. Look, here's the, here's the deal. Uh, there's no, ETS, the company that writes a lot of these standardized tests, I can't see them buying into this, be not because they don't believe in it, because they, they don't want to hear the fucking bitching from the goddamn parents. I already used to hear it. I, I used to hear it when I had my business, and they would bitch because, you know, like, let me tell you this. The company we used to work for, they used to give food to the students, all right? It was just part of the program. They would take a break, and the students would get either some pizza or some Taco Bell. We had to stop giving food, not because of a cost reason, but because the most complaints we would get was from the parents, like, Billy doesn't like Taco Bell, or Jill doesn't like pizza, 
and why can't you serve this? And so they were just like, fuck it, we're not going to give any food. This new class of parents, these goddamn helicopter parents, it's why I left the business. They're fucking nightmarish, horrible, and it's only getting worse. It's getting worse, and we have to put an end to it by killing all children. Thank you very much. <laughs> God I've, bless America. I've heard similar complaints. I'm glad that I don't work in that area anymore. But this this edX company, there's a, a skeptic named Les Perlman, and he he has created essays that were basically nonsense that fooled this grading software. So two things, two things. One, Les Perlman sounds like such the name of a guy who would create software to do this. One, he, two, two. Do you know that they actually have done this before? There was some sort of university or something like that that made like a, like a, an academic paper mm-hmm. that was just a bunch of scientific gobbledygook, right? Kind of based on the same algorithm. And they submitted it to journals and it got into some top <laughs> journals. I believe it. I'll find the story and put it on the Facebook page. That's a good idea. Facebook.com slash see you podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 uh, um, 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 um